Welcome uh, to Tales from the Rift. I'm Jen. I play reporter August Potts on our scripted show. I edit content behind the scenes. I keep John from being too scatterbrained. <laughs> I'm John. Uh, I created and I write and I produce the Portal Bill podcast for Cosmic Horror Monthly Magazine. Yeah. And did you bring your little skeleton back there? Oh, yeah, introduce. Would you like to name a skeleton? Yeah, do the honors. We don't have a name for him. Oh, oh, um, uh, uh, um, well, like, oh, Larry. Larry's good. What if his name was Larry Poe because of the book, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, his very uh, neglected son. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and this episode is brought to you by Cocalero Negro, Sacred Spirit of the Andes, Discover Your Ritual. And speaking of spirits, <laughs> rituals, demonic nuns, <laughs> monsters, <laughs> uh, we have two special guests through the rift today, director of the upcoming film Frank, Chrissy Fox, and star of the film, an actress you may also know as Valak, the nun from the Conjuring universe, Ms. Bonnie Ahrens. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, you guys. Thank you for meeting with us today. Uh, how are you both doing? Terrible. Fantastic. Awful. Thank you for having us. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're very excited to be here. Very nice to meet you guys. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're very excited you chose to come on here. We're kind of small right now, building up slowly. So thank you very much. Yeah. We're really excited. <laughs> Then, Ms. Aaron, you have an extensive filmography. Like, if we list your filmography, we're going to use up all the interview time today. But our fans know you as Valak the Nun from the Conjuring Universe. Uh, but you've both won several awards mm -hmm. for your film. So, yeah, Best Comedy Horror Short for Miss Fox, mm -hmm. several other awards. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we'd like to ask if you could tell, uh, share with our audience more about both of you. Can you tell us about your background and um, what led to your career in film? Uh, either one of you can start. You wanna start, Bonnie? Yeah, you go right ahead. All right, um, okay. Well, I started as an actor, as a kid. Um, and I always had the entertainment bug. I really was, I really loved music. So, um, was an actor and a musician and I always wrote, um, and I started really getting into directing. I started in music videos and, and I ended up, I wrote this short, um, that I filmed the beginning of 2020 and it was called What the Spell, and it did all the festival circuits, and it did really, really well. It won a lot of awards. It got in all these like really exciting film festivals, and it, it far exceeded my expectations. So I was really encouraged and excited, and I decided I was going to go for it and make my first feature, which is Frank. Um, so I wrote it, and then COVID happened, <clears throat> and... At, just like everyone early on with COVID, I had no idea what was going to happen. So um, I waited for a minute and then I'm like, you know what, we're gonna just start filming this thing. We're gonna do it super skeleton crew. There's all these great actors available. I have a great crew, um, like we can do this and it can be great, but we just have to be really careful and be really safe and test people. And we ended up getting through and finishing the entire film 
Um, we started in August and finished filming in October. And um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. And I, I kind of couldn't believe given the time that we were in that we actually finished this film. So um, we ended up getting distribution. We partnered with this company, Alameda Entertainment and um, it's coming out October 25th. So we're very excited. Bonnie's one of the stars of the film and um, she's incredible in it. She plays a medium. Thank you. <laughs> it's a really, really fun film. And it has a really cool new monster. I'm sure Larry would like a lot. <laughs> yeah, Larry would love, love Frank for sure. <laughs> Frank is the name of the monster. Yes. And the name Frank, F-R-A-N-K stands for the different, uh, sequences of the film yeah well, there's five sequences so it's forest real alone nobody kill so it ends up spelling frank all the so is, is this kind of like an anthology you know it's funny everybody asks that it, it's i don't use the word anthology for this film because it is one big story and it is all connected and it all ties together but technically yes because you're seeing what this monster does to in five different stories to different people but we yeah. do see some overlapping um bonnie who plays the medium her she's in the final sequence of the film but throughout she narrates because she's obviously all seeing and and she um she kind of guides everyone through the film and through through frank so um so it, it's kind of a connected anthology um but yeah it, it was i approached it a little differently i just loved the process of making short films and also with COVID, it, it kind of helped because we could shoot it in sections and have like, okay, cool. An entire complete section of the film is done. Let's move on and plan for the next one. And, and I could filter in and have fewer actors at a time because there is actually a very large cast in this film. Um, but it was, yeah, we were able to do it in a different way. We're never way. all together. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Actually, as we did a cast and crew screening, um, like what was it June or July and a lot of it like the cast and crew no one the crew knew each other obviously but the cast had never met a lot of each other so it was it was really trippy um yeah really weird experience. I knew my friend that, in, that introduced me to you we have a mutual friend yeah. so I met Chrissy we have a mutual friend uh Azure Parsons who has uh she's an incredible actress and a really great part in Frank and you might know her from did you see the show Salem Remember the show Salem? I haven't seen that one, no. Oh, it's good. Really good, yeah. It's good. Right, yeah. It's She has, a, she's in that entire series and she's phenomenal and she's an astronaut wife, a bunch of stuff. You, you'd know her when you see her. Um, so she called me up and said, you know, I have this friend and she's doing, you know, this, this, this film and there's a terrific part for you. Are you interested? And she goes, I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. So she got me in touch with Chrissy and she sent me the script and I couldn't believe how good it was and how she, how it, it just flowed. The whole thing just flowed from st with story within the story because they're all connected. Yeah, it was, so, it was, it was awesome. a great thing. Yeah, Azure, Azure was plays uh, Mary Lane in the fourth story. And as Bonnie said, she kind of hit me up out of the blue and was like, hey, I have this friend, Bonnie Aarons. She sent me her IMDB and she's like you know if there's ever something you know that would make sense for her you should work together and I think you guys would get along really well and it was just I just so happened that I had this final segment and there was a perfect character for her and obviously I recognized her from the nun and the conjuring and I thought she had a fantastic look and obviously a great resume and we got on the phone with each other and 
she just like had such a strong personality. We hit it off and I was like, okay, when you come in and do this, I just want you to be you. Like don't do anything different. Cause she has, yeah. Bonnie has a very strong presence. You, you can't be in a room with her and not know she's there. So it's, it's even if I don't say a word, I can just keep my mouth shut. She did it. She did it. Yeah. But yes, it's, uh, it's a really uh, great film. It has a lot of comedy in it. Mm -hmm. Besides all the horror, it has a lot, a lot of terror. It's truly about, you know, a, a young woman who Chrissy plays, Ruby, and her struggles because she's in a pretty fucked up shitty relationship and she's very abused by her boyfriend and his friends. And yeah, she goes, she just is just, she's had it. She's, you know, she's, uh, they're about to kill her and she's praying you know, to all God, you know, said to help, help her, something, help, help, help her. And what came through was this entity, Frank. Ooh. And then the price. Yeah. And the, and the movie also touches like on a heavier <laughs> subject of, you know, once Ruby vows her lifetime of servitude to this monster, she ends up being in an even darker place that she can't handle and she ends up killing herself. Um, and it kind of touches on the ripple effect of what suicide does and how it doesn't just affect you, but it, how it ripples through everybody's life. And Frank is kind of that, the ripple, but, um, but she really beats herself up. <laughs> and I realized they asked a question about how, where you, how you got started and everything, Bonnie, and we totally went on a Frank tangent. So <laughs> if you want to answer their question. <laughs> that's what we're talking about right leading up uh miss aarons to uh leading up to this new frank movie some uh what has led your career well i just i love to work i love the craft i love to it's 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 very exciting and thrilling to me um i love comedy i love horror i love drama i've did a lot of comedy before you know i got hired to do horror and drama um, but I, 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 I love to work and I, the genre, I'm, I'm a big fan of the genre. I grew up with horror. My parents were huge horror sci-fi freaks. I mean, they were like, this is not, you're not going to be afraid. I mean, as a kid, I grew up with it. You're not going to be afraid of this. Look across the street without looking both ways. That's what you're going to be afraid of. <laughs> so, you know, we, I just grew up around it and I enjoyed it because they enjoyed it. We think the monsters are cute. <laughs> <laughs> Cute little monsters. So, um, yeah, and I like scaring people. It's a lot of fun to scare the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> I scare people and then I go chuckling off to myself. We're <laughs> 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 all scared now. <laughs> so do you ever dress up on Halloween and just kind of sit like a statue and wait till people get close enough? No, like, I've never done that. <laughs> No, I've never done that, but I've did that. I remember when The Conjuring 2 came out, you know, that scene where, you know, with the mirror with Vera, Vera, and she sees me in the mirror and then ah, I choke her like that. So I go to the theater, it's hack, hack theater. And I just, you know, I sneak in and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting behind a person. And right after that came, did that, whatever, I did this to that. The person was girl in front of me and she jumped, ah, the whole thing was, ah! <laughs> it was really funny that imagery of the nun the lock oh man cool. that's frightening like it is 
It is. That was like the scariest part of Conjuring too. Seriously, that imagery when she comes like out of the painting, you know, and the shadows going across the room. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, it's that's, freaky. That's part of the movie. Yeah. It is really. It's. It is. It's. Well, imagine this. I mean, in, here in Hollywood, I mean, people. There, there was like these gigantic, you know, full length by gigantic posters of me all over town on every stop and on top of buildings, even on top of churches and whatnot. <laughs> there was one on top of a brothel, you know, a whorehouse, on top of a, you know, brothel, whatever, and a, you know, girls' night things, whatever, whatever they're doing, and in, in, in churches and and. It, People told me that they had never, in all, you know, and it's Hollywood, we never saw an image like that up everywhere like that. It was just startling, which I think yeah. is so cool. You know, yeah. I think people love horror. Yeah. I, think all, I don't care if anybody says, I don't like horror. Uh, you know, people do like it. Yeah. I have some friends that say, oh, I, don't, I can't watch horror, I don't like it. And I start, I put on the movie and they're like totally into it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I think how can someone say that when there's so many subgenres like uh, within horror? Like there's there really is something for every person. Even if you are a chicken, like there's like there's you know there's something there for you. Some people love gore. Some people hate it. Some people are into like the supernatural thing, or you know, at the Exorcist, or like the Nun, or you know, there's or you know, I I always find that real killers home invasion shit is like really yeah, scary. scary yeah because they're real they can be right yeah. here at your door leather yeah. face is right there yeah <laughs> no. does uh frank touch on all those different kinds of horror or does it follow one sort of genre it, it's interesting it kind of does because um like so the opening story that i'm in that follows ruby and the night that she ends up killing herself and it's is shot very like manic and in the woods and dark and, and there's a lot of like scary imagery. But then the second story is very, um, it's paced and all the entire thing takes place in this girl's bedroom, her and her husband's bedroom. And she's starting to have like sleep paralysis and this thing shows up in her bedroom and she doesn't want to acknowledge that it's real because if she's afraid if she acknowledges it's real and tells her husband, then it will be. And it mm -hmm. hasn't done anything. And then like the third story is the more comedic story. It's based around Ruby's stepmother, who's this young, like spoiled, self-centered woman. And I, I really, I've met a lot of people like that in my life. And I'm sure a lot of people have. And I was able to pull from actual instances where someone said something like that to me or like, you know what I mean? And so that's <laughs> really fun. People like you just like the dialogue and I'm like, well, yeah, because it's based on real people. But it's really funny, and you, it, it, I, I find that to be like the comedic relief throughout the film. And then the fourth story is a little more of like a love story. This girl's just like a hopeless romantic and wants the fairy tale romance. And but well, she's really see how that comes out. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't end she up. Lots of boyfriends. <laughs> and then the fifth story that Bonnie's in, it's it's a little more classic. They they hold a, a seance to try to contact Ruby. Her sister shows up and. And she she really wants to understand why her sister killed herself and she's struggling and and Bonnie, um, who's a medium, is able to contact her. And so it's a it's a different, you know, a little more of a supernatural element. So I tried to incorporate a little bit of everything in the you film. Did. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really cool. I love it's very creative, especially the way you did it around COVID and smaller numbers, but then kept everything cohesive. And I think that's really clever. Thank you. Yeah, it, was, it was brilliant. Also, it, it sounds like Chrissy, like you're kind of a Renaissance woman. Like you did 
like you scheduled this around COVID, you made it work, like directed, wrote it. Uh, you were doing like the score or sound and stuff too, right? Yeah, I do all the post in my films. So I, I edit my films, I color them, I do all the, all like, I mix all the dialogue, the sound effects, I do all the music. Um, my, my best friend, Michelle, is a composer. We tend to do a lot of the music at the end together. We sit late at night and drink wine and score, which is really fun. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, uh, it, it kind of was worked out that well because um, I didn't have to, A, work with another person and with COVID and have to juggle someone else's schedule. It was able to keep it really safe. And I'm also very impatient and I like things to be done right now. So I would end up, I would finish filming for the day and I'd be editing it already. So it was very, it was a very quick turnaround for the film, which was exciting because as you, the stories are finished and completed, you can really see when you're going to shoot the next segment. Oh, I really need to make sure I have this in there. And I wanted each, because obviously I'm the director of each um, section. I still wanted it to not feel like you're watching the same thing the whole way through and it gets like monotonous. So I tried to really like think about that the way I shot everything. And like I said, the first story was a lot more cuts and more action where the second story, I think there's a scene where I don't cut for a minute or three minutes, three and a half minutes. It's like this Ooh, one cool. long shot yeah. and it's really cool. And I, I really love doing those. If, I, if my DP is like, are you sure? And then later he's like, you're right. That is actually really cool. But I'm like, yeah, if we can pull it off, it's cool. <laughs> and it's cool to see like the hands-on approach, like where you're doing all that stuff. Like you hear those horror stories, like where like David Ayer, you know, and Suicide Squad, where he's like, that's not my film, like what I made. Like right. someone else cut it down, you know? So it's cool to see that you're attending to your own film, you know? Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's definitely a lot to take on, but it's in a, in some ways it's actually easier because it's exactly the way you envisioned it. Like, you know, no one's going to change anything, like you said. So it's, it's very, um, feels more creative, I guess. Yeah, because I have seen movies where it feels like the first half was written by someone completely different than the second half, you know? And this, <laughs> you know that the quality is the same through the whole thing and you're confident with it, you know? That's yeah, good. like some producer came in like, ah, let's change the story here. In the last sucked, five yeah. minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, like that's gonna be the biggest struggle because doing stuff indie and then obviously later on we get a distribution partner, but when you're doing it, you have complete control over that. Whereas if you do, um, you know, a bigger studio film, which is also great, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of say, and that'll be interesting because I'm not used to that. So, um, but I, you know, I want to do both. I'm excited to do both, but I think that, yeah, I think what you're saying is very true. It's, it's a lot easier sometimes to have all the control and, you know, the craziest thing about Frank is to me is like the acting quality because all these insanely good actors were all home not working so I could schedule all these people that it probably would have been a nightmare in a normal to try to get everybody in and and like that's the thing it's like it's this fun monster movie but the the level of acting in this film is like it's it just seriously blows my mind like like people like Bonnie and Azure and Adam Bush and Lindsay LaRose and Rachel. I just like, everybody's just like insanely good. And every day I just got to like work with really great actors, which is like my favorite thing in the entire world to do. So it's awesome. Doing what you love. 
It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what would you say um, inspired you or drew you into the horror genre? Uh, I know that Bonnie, you mentioned that you've always loved it growing up. Um, did, did you have any other actors or movies or writers that influenced you? And the same for you too, uh, Miss Fox, if, if you've got any sort of influence or what drew you to that? The, the genre? Yeah, the horror genre. I know that you mentioned you grew well, up. Well, as a kid, it. right. Yeah, and it's, I think it's fun. Like I said, I think everybody enjoys horror. It's, um, it's when you go to the theater and you see it in the big screen and then, you know, everybody's like scared together and then everybody's like, oh, then you laugh at yourself for being afraid. And it's, 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 it's like a whole group is together watching it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like an event to go to the movies and watch a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Stay at home and watch the horror film, it's fun. It's, <laughs> it also takes you away from a lot of things. You know, it takes you, takes you completely away and alleviates stress. Where people say, oh, it's gonna cause stress. Well, no, you alleviated a lot of stress by mm -hmm. watching horror Yeah, because your mind is, is focused on something else, right. you know, not just doing done well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it totally takes you away. It's 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 like a fantasy in a way. Yeah, agreed. No, I um yeah, I think that Bonnie's absolutely right. I I'm definitely the person who likes to go to bed at night watching a horror movie because I don't know. I guess that's really weird, but it it does relax me for some reason, and uh, you get like a different level of emotions. But I think what inspired me into the genre, I was always a like, a, a, I guess a weirder kid. Um, I grew up in a small town and I was very, I always had, like I said, the entertainment bug and the things I was into, the kids that I grew up with thought I was so different. And they're like, you know, they would always kind of scoff at me when I would tell them the stuff I wanted to do. And I discovered, you know, um, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, when I saw that, I like blew my mind, the, you know, the way it affected me, I was so scared and grossed out and horrified. And then I just wanted to keep watching more and, and I um, want to create it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there also is like something to do with probably the age I am. And, you know, I was pretty young in the nineties. It was like at a really influential age for me. And I watched films like the craft and, and a, a lot of those type of films really like, and I love like scream and they, you know, blew me away yeah so uh I really wanted to take the way those films made me feel and put them into the films I made and uh I think that that and and the music I listened to um and I just realized like there's this whole horror community that I really wanted to be a part of people that were like me that were really passionate and and just they liked more bizarre things than you know a normal little girl would so yeah, and honestly, I've kind of passed that along to my daughter. My daughter is obsessed with monsters and, <laughs> and Bonnie. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, she has her, Bonnie gave her like a nun doll that like the face changes from like, it's always scary, but one that like, has its mouth screaming and she like has a little dollhouse and she like plays with it in her dollhouse. She's two, it's really weird. And she like puts her to bed at night and she like puts her in with her Peppa Pigs and like they go on a drive and it's like, it's like a whole thing. So she's really into it. And I think that it's, it, I don't know, it's just part of who I am and I, clearly part of who Bonnie is. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but you know what I, I go to sleep, sleep to at night? I watch over and over again, from beginning to end, 
Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, it's great. Well, uh, I, I go to bed every single, I, I, I've got to turn it on. Even if it's going to be turned off, whatever, I've got to turn it on. I just, I have, I have to go to bed to that. <laughs> he usually turns on some paranormal investigation show and I always yeah. fall asleep immediately because they're all the same thing, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> like zombie movies i don't know like those old school like like day of the dead like i love those movies but they like lull me to sleep like a lullaby i don't know i'm a weirdo or something but no forensic files is that for me like i was like oh the whole family burned alive and i'm like oh, so like i just like right asleep <laughs> you know <laughs> i uh I didn't get into the genre until I was a teenager. What happened was I went with my brother to go see The Ring. I didn't know what The Ring was. I thought it was Lord of the Rings related. So I was in for like a pretty big shock. Wasn't it great? Yeah, and it was, it, it just terrified me where I actually thought I was gonna die in seven days and it felt so real and like I was there and I've just been like obsessed ever since, so. Yeah, that's it, awesome. It is incredible. The ring is incredible. That's yeah. one great horror flick. It's so cool. like this doesn't look like the Shire. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Not even with the with, you know, with the well, it didn't look like the Shire. No, I was just it was so sad. A well in a forest. <laughs> I was not emotionally prepared, and it just it was amazing. So I had to bring all my friends and come watch it again. Yeah, so. exciting, right? <laughs> it's so good um i wanted to ask another question being women leaders uh in a historically male industry uh have you had to overcome any obstacles uh, i've had to overcome a lot of obstacles without without being the man and with all the men more dominating you know the industry but um yeah, there's a lot of obstacles to, to overcome in this industry. Tremendous amounts and you just have to keep on, if you really want to do it, you'll just keep on going ahead and, you, and you'll do it. You just, you know, I don't give up. You know, you, I, you know, no matter what, no yeah. matter all the discouragement, I'll still carry on, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's, what, that's what it takes. You have to be resilient, mm -hmm. very resilient. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, and I, I, I'm sure Bonnie kind of feels the same way. I, I think if you're a woman in film, like the last thing you want to is for it to be like, oh, you, you know, you're just, it's this good for a woman. You know, you want to, you want to be at the same level and be compared to a male director as a peer. So for me, that's always been really important. Certainly I've had struggles, um, you know, starting film and, and it is very male dominated but lucky for us right now this time everyone's much more aware of it and when you work with men they're they're very aware of it people they really really go out of their way to be very respectful and and I feel like right now is I feel lucky that this is the time that I'm really starting out as a director because it's just going to keep getting better um but yeah, there, I mean, when I started in music, I, I write rock songs for rock bands. Like I'm the only girl <laughs> there, period. So it's, it's always been, you know, a weird struggle. And, you know, you have to, to be one of the guys. Sometimes you have to, you know, just keep yourself together and you don't, you know, but I, I always try to run a very 
happy, positive set. I don't like yelling and screaming at people. I like everyone to feel good. And I think that male or female on my set, people really respond well to that. And they enjoy being there and enjoy working together because it just feels positive. And um, I do hire a lot of women in my crew. I, I tend to write a lot of women led stories. So um, a lot of my actors, lead actors are women. But I, I work, my DP is a man, Andy Patch, and um, our sound guy, Captain, he is a man. And, but they're very, um, they're very respectful and very um, happy to be a part of a team that's led by a woman. So I've been lucky that I haven't had a lot of that within the filmmaking. Um, but it, it's a, it is a real concern and a struggle. And I've, I've been on some panels where I've talked with other women filmmakers, and they've had some really difficult struggles and they've talked about them. So it's definitely something that we're very lucky that people are more aware of now and, and um, more conscious of. Yeah, and it's just with Frank. Well, Frank, Frank is especially when we do all the pieces. Yeah, I mean, like, how can you not respect that as one of the top, you know, career, you know, like at the peak of your career, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, that takes a lot of talent, a lot of skill, a lot of organization. It doesn't matter, you know, what your name is or what you look like, you know, it's, you have to respect that. And I love that people are more aware of it now. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any sort of advice for women that are coming into the film industry and horror genre, as well as men who want to be allies? Yeah, I think, I think men need to um, really go to their way to realize the value of women and what we can bring to a story and to a set because I think that um, women have a different view. And I think that sometimes in the recent years, I've seen some films that were made by women that blew my mind, films like Revenge or Babadook or like, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a very specific vision. Like it, it comes from a woman and it's, it's, it's a special thing. But I think that you're a woman starting out in film, you know, be strong, be confident. It doesn't matter if you're working with a man or a woman. Like if you're there to do a job, you're hired because you are the right person for it. Just be confident. And, you know, you don't want to be good for a girl. You want to be an equal fucking filmmaker. So that that's what matters, you know, and it, to me anyway. Like, and I, yeah, it, it is a good time. And we did, there's still, still a lot more work that needs to be done, but um yeah, in my experience, I think that especially when you're working with people in a younger generation, it's 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 a lot more normal now to have like my set. I had grips and um, like that were women, and I had our camera assistant was a woman, and um, our make our lead makeup are women, and uh, and you know obviously like I said the cast. So it, it, there's a lot. Our production manager was a woman. And if you can hire women who are great to, to fill these roles, the more we do that, the more opportunity and the more you're gonna inspire young, younger women to go after this career, which is ultimately what we want. It should, it should be equal. Yeah, I mean, and we have a six-year-old daughter and we just love that she can be inspired by more and more heroes. Like one day I was trying to tell her about astronauts and she's like, that's the boy job, you know, girls don't do that. I'm like, like the heck they don't, come here. Let's yeah. open up. <laughs> show you you know so we want to inspire her as well mm -hmm. yeah and at the same time our son we want him to to also be an ally and to understand that he also has feelings you know yes. like 
then it's okay to have them and, you know, and to express yourself and that everyone should be okay to be open about it. So it's really, it's a really delicate balance of bringing up the next generation of being like, you're a boy and you're a girl, but you both have feelings. You both like these things and you, and you can, you know, so, you know, if you have a Batman action figure, that's also a doll. I don't care. It's still a doll. Yeah, well, you, know? you know, ladies yes. can be cast as pinhead. It doesn't have to be an uproar. Mm-hmm. They like, just um, get a female pinhead. They just cast as a female. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Everybody right? deserves equal respect. Ultimately, yes. that's that's yep. the bottom line. And you know, uh, when we were, I filmed my short, my first short. Um, Adam Bush is one of the actors in it, and he actually ended up being in Frank as well. And he brought his little stepdaughter to the set and, you know, she wasn't necessarily into horror or anything. And she got really into the fact that I was a girl making this film and she hung out on the set and, you know, I think she just turned 11. She was very young and, and I started this podcast that's all original scary stories and she got really into it because I was doing it and she like just recently sent me a story that she wrote because sure that she should and if she sent it to me like I would include it into the podcast and she's like now so into it and she's finding her voice because she saw a girl doing that and I I just think like that's the whole reason why you're even doing this you know that I literally like cried when he sent me that her email because I was like that is like the entire purpose of making anything and you make an impact on people and so I don't know if, if even if it's one little girl, I don't even care. No, <laughs> you know? Very inspiring, and it yeah. and it ripples. And to have that diversity in movies now is amazing because it makes everything just all the more interesting and unique. To have all the different perspectives in there, you know, it's and all the different genres of horror that you have now, and it's just like if you can psychologically just mess me up, then I'm gonna want to watch it again. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> And then Miss Miss Aaron's. Um, so you've been in the industry for a long, long time. Have you seen that sort of shift happen from when you first began to now up to Frank in how the industry is running? Well, I've seen it with a, a lot of other people. I think you know everybody's a different case, and um, from the, just from the way I look, I couldn't get a lot of jobs or even be considered for a lot of jobs. So. For everybody, it's different, and for me, it was it was it was especially difficult, and it still is. So, um, I mean, like I said, the most important thing is to stay resilient to do to do this. But there are so many great, you know, new filmmakers like number one Chrissy, who's <laughs> creating these great roles. You know, for someone like me to, of course, you see me play the monster. So recently, I did the Jacob's Wife. I don't know if you guys saw that, where I played the Nosferatu right. character. Did you guys see that? It's fabulous. Barbara Crampton. What a fun film. Also in uh, Reanimator, right? <laughs> yes, Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Did you guys see Jacob's Wife? Just the trailer for it. Oh, oh for you, it's a great husband and wife film. And talk about uh, talk about some female empowerment, the storyline. All yeah. about female empowerment. Yes. And you will really, really enjoy it. The two of you must watch it together. It, yeah. it, I know that I've been working to uh, um, sort of make sure that we've got that unconscious bias that we're that we're aware of it, right? And do you have any sort of advice for 
for men who want to be allies that might not know they have that that unconscious bias on how they can how they can manage um, the different people they work with in the industry. I don't know if it's unconscious. How will they know how to? How will they know if they have it or not? How would they? You have to be. It have to be in their conscious to want to change something, right? You'd have a nervous tick, and you don't notice until somebody says, "Hey, man, you have this thing going." I'm like, "Oh, man, really? I better stop that habit." Yeah. Well, I, um, I, I don't you think they're always like, "I'm gonna write a lead," and in my mind, the lead is a man, and maybe they don't realize that they're doing that. Right. You know? Well, yeah. Well. I think that, you know, in, in Jacob's wife, it was supposed to be a man and then they changed it to a woman. And I think that that's really great that that's happening now more and more is it's happening. Frank happens to be a guy. Uh, and did you see uh, Malignant recently? I mean, yes. Like yes. that monster is a woman, but it's played by, uh, you know, Gabriel's a, is played by a woman, but it's also played by different men. But it is a based female you know, uh, uh, a monster. By the way, I think Frank would be the perfect partner. Yeah, they would. They would. They would be very. Frank good. and Gabriel are the perfect match. Stunning <laughs> couple. Absolutely stunning couple. They would make. I want to see this movie. I want to see this love story. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah. Oh, that would be so. That'll be good. next. Oh <laughs> man, Frank and Gabriel. Gabriel and Frank. Well, James Bond. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> oh man, that would be incredible. Um, I think though, going back to your question, I think that just being conscious of just needing more diversity in general on a set, it's really important to have a lot of people from every race. We need women, we need men, everybody, everybody has to have their role and th there's a place for everybody. And you just have to make conscious efforts to make sure that that is what's happening on your set. It's important and it's important for the future and growth and change. So I just think that that's, that has to be something that should be on every filmmaker's mind or in any industry, honestly, I don't even care. So I think that's really important. Yeah, and the more people you include, you know, the more people that you can affect by it. Yeah, you know, in, bigger even, reach. even races, you know, not just sexes, but Cultures, races, languages, cultures. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and there's been, and you know, Bonnie has been open about this over the, the recent years. Like, you know, Bonnie, uh, you know, she struggled for a long time. She made it later in life. You know, Bonnie's now- Way later. In Way her later. 60s. And not, and not to mention, not only people can be ageist. Another great thing about Jacob's wife is it wasn't ageist, but also, you know, Bonnie has struggled with things, you know, in her life like which yeah. something I, I have autism and borderline i'm borderline asperger's and it's been a lot of difficulties for me yeah and it's important to um include everybody and make sure that you know bonnie's an incredible actress and she's an incredible asset mm -hmm. on set and people could would maybe halt for a moment back in the day and be like oh i don't know that 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 might be a struggle on my set and it's not it's actually really important and think about all the young people bonnie's going to inspire who who maybe are struggling with autism and thinking, oh, this is going to limit me in my life. And it absolutely does not. And it shouldn't. And so I think that all of those things really are important. And it's important for people to be open. And it's important for people to be inclusive because it's going to change for the next generation and the next generation. So um, it matters. Good job. Yeah, yeah, I have a question. So I know you guys filmed this movie you guys weren't always on set together, all the actors, but do you have any funny or like bizarre 
stories from the set or even in like any film you've been in, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell us anyone's names. <laughs> Feel free to embarrass anyone. Oh my I won't gosh. keep their name out. I will keep it in, but. <laughs> I mean, with Frank, there was a lot of craziness because we had to shoot so much in such a small amount of time. I mean, Bonnie uh, was hilarious on her day because we had Oh my God, we did so much. And we of course get to the location and they let us know once we're there that the air conditioning is broken. So it was insanely <laughs> hot. Everybody's trying to like do these scenes. Bonnie's in a sweatsuit. And then like Frank, we'd have to, we made it on a person. It wasn't a costume. It wasn't like, you know, an outfit. You, it was physically made each time. And so by the time they actually got his makeup on and they're like, we have to shoot Frank right now or he's gonna melt like that's it so people die um, <laughs> yeah we had to halt what we were doing and jump into the frank stuff because we're like you have maybe an hour with frank like let's go so yeah there was a lot of that and you know bonnie kept us laughing the whole time and um her day was was crazy and certainly the the fourth story asher's story we shot over two days because it was the longest segment and yeah, we had to do some crazy stuff like we there's a scene where Frank is attacking her and ripping pillows open in the bedroom and coating the bedroom with feathers and, and we'd have to reset each time and then we actually had a, it, was, it was just yeah there was a lot of insanity on that set but in, in a good way and it was a lot of laughing and you know everybody just had to have a sense of humor because oh and the, the other thing about Frank is that he couldn't like or anything because he was like in yeah that was like yeah. oh yeah. yeah so we had all drinking water and people are drinking I'm like stop drinking around him <laughs> I know so and if you had to we'd have to cut a hole for him it was a, it was crazy so there is like one scene it was the final scene in the second story that like we have to shoot Frank right I was like I gotta go pee I'm like okay we gotta do this we have to do this in one take because if we cut this it's gonna take you know an hour of resetting his area and it's a whole thing so so yeah, there was a lot of like weird conversations that had to be had and also it's like a lot of juggling with with the monsters. So I did try to shoot out all the Frank stuff in like all at once as much as I could because it, it was, it was like a five hour undertaking minimum each time we'd make him. So. That guy is fabulous. I mean, what a yeah. trooper. What he's a super trooper, that guy. For real. That, For real. that yeah. Frank costume, incredible. <laughs> yeah. what about you bonnie do you have any funny stories from oh set? yeah you were hilarious chrissy we did another film um, <laughs> called i live alone that's coming out december 21st yes and there's some crazy craps chrissy had me doing <laughs> she had me going she had me she wait till you see this one i live alone she had me doing some wild crazy stuff <laughs> well it was, it's funny there is because her character aunt len is this really bizarre woman who is this reclusive paranoid agoraphobic who lives alone has for 40 years and has to have her 16 year old niece come stay with her because her mother's sick and so um it's you know having a teenager in her space and she has all these paranoias and and so i really wanted her to have some moments that are just beyond weird and I had to explain to Bonnie yeah. one of the last days I was like hey so I want you to be meditating but while you're meditating you're kind of wearing this dress thing that seems like there's nothing underneath and you got your hips up in the air and your legs open when this girl comes home and it's just like a full crotch shot and it's just like 
it was the weirdest thing to I'm like so is that cool and Bonnie's like yeah sure but it was just like trying to explain to her I'm like what the hell it looks I mean I was a bit disturbed at first but I mean it comes it comes out I mean it is bizarre now this film is truly batshit crazy this is truly bonkers this is really it's it's unbelievable. It's a really fast ride that is just so thrilling and funny and like it is a, it is like a wow. Yeah. It it Bonnie is kills it in this one literally and she uh she has some amazing she her niece starts suspecting she's a serial killer and there are some serious death gore scenes in it and there was this one scene we had to do where I actually played the character she kills. Carolyn, one of her neighbors, and um, we had a life cast dummy of me. And so she would actually do this stabbing on me, which by the way, I, I don't know if I ever sent you photos, Bonnie, I actually have stab wounds in my stomach, even though it wasn't even a real knife. And then when we Excuse got- me, that was a plat, excuse, no, back up. Boop, boop, boop. What the fuck are you saying? What? I, I don't say I, I knew you would feel that. It was a piece of plastic and there was a piece of meat this much yeah between and it was a piece one of those little rubbery knives okay well first of all the meat was in the dummy so then after she did that we replaced me with a dummy we used yeah real meat so when she would break the skin it looked so disgusting and it just was flying it everywhere revolting it was horrific and then like bonnie uh i was like okay cool we have this casing to protect this dummy which was really expensive and it was like and so to keep the meat out of it and all this stuff. And I was like, all you have to do, Bonnie, just go for it. And she went for it so hard. She like literally shattered the casing, destroyed the dummy. All that's you left is the head. You told me to do that. You I said, I want you really go for it. E -e -e, like this, just go for it. It was totally scripted, by the way. It was amazing. But yeah. I followed directions she did. from the director. I, I had someone. The director told me to do. I had someone ask me, how did you get Bonnie to like get that? crazy and I was like oh well all they have to do is tell her to go for it and she did it was like it was it's awesome totally worth it I'm we're really proud of the film and it's, and it's like, you, have marks, you have marks on your on your belly no way no way you're the one that told me to do that why Julia <laughs> Anya, were you channeling something something that made you Really yeah, I want this to really work. This is going to be fucking excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to go for it. Do this, do this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, you want it. You want to do it. It's like you know when I did that in the when in the nun when I had to go underwater and hold my breath. I didn't know how to hold my breath underwater for that long. I've never done it before in my life, and I just did it because I wanted it to come out looking perfect. I just, there's comes a point where it overrides and then there you you go, you can do it. You can do something that you don't know how to, that you never did before mm -hmm. and that you have no training. All of a sudden you can do it. Mm -hmm. Like Chrissy, I tell her something, she opened up a really interesting part. She opened up a part in her brain where she was never went to school to learn how to work all these equipment. She just sat down and played around and figured it all out since then she was a kid. <laughs> you know, to operate all, to, to make a film, to do all this, you have to know how to operate these computers and, and, and these intricate pieces of equipment. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you didn't, you didn't cause you're a genius and you opened something up. <laughs> I'm waiting to open some more stuff up. 
Hey, Bonnie, <laughs> I, I think you're oh, like, I'm just honestly, I tell people this is, these are two roles you've, you've never seen Bonnie play and it's going to blow people's yeah. minds. The type of characters she's, they're very, they're different, but they're very, both very impactful and there's no monster makeup on her. She's raw mm -hmm. Bonnie. There's a lot of sweat. Yeah, a lot of sweat in all of them. So. Right. <laughs> um, where can fans go uh, to keep up with, you know, your current, uh, your current and your future projects? I know that you've got Frank coming out October 25th and then you mentioned your other movie in December. So where should people go to find these? Um, well, Frank will be out on VOD, so Apple, Amazon, everywhere on the 25th. Um, you can follow uh, my website's chrissyfox.com, Instagram's Chrissy Fox, and then I also have a production company, One Fox Productions, that you can follow. And Bonnie's, uh, make sure to follow Bonnie's socials too, because she she posts about all the same stuff. Um, and for I Live Alone, it will come out to, on VOD um, December 21st. It's a Christmas uh, movie. It's a, yeah, it's not, but it's going to be. It's going to be a Christmas classic because Absolutely. it's coming to your house. So. <laughs> so you want to get the party started, the celebrating started, watch I Live Alone. Watch it with grandma. She'll love it. I promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> grandma will love it for sure. Posing by the fire. All, all your favorite aunties. And I'm yeah. <laughs> well thank you for joining us today i think we're almost out of time i don't know if our thank you is going to stop in seven minutes but okay uh, thank you miss aaron's and miss fox for joining us we really really appreciate it yeah and all the in your time and for sharing about your career your experiences uh your upcoming projects uh thank you thank you for having us this was really fun guys yeah it was really fun yeah yeah <laughs> and then I'm just going to say the little sign off that I always say on, on John's podcast is um, until next time, have a wonderful twilight. Don't forget to follow Portalville on Instagram and all your major podcast platforms.